0: This is Behind the 20s, a podcast where we talk about life challenges one goes through, during, well, you guessed it, your 20s. I'm Sonia, I'm 24 years old, and I studied psychology.
1: And I'm Maya. I'm 25 years old, and I studied law. So, how do we actually know each other? Well, we were flatmates, and that, kids, is how we met. Wait, wait, let's start again. We can do this. Three...
0: two,
1: one. one. We did Yes! (laughs) I think this one was good, well synced. Okay, let's dive right into it. I'm gonna start with this first question. Is your drink ready? And what is your drink?
0: Yes, ma'am. My drink is ready. (laughs) I have some white wine for tonight.
1: Very nice. And you? I have amaretto with ice cubes. Really tasty. Sounds fancy. Yeah, it's the end of the bottle, so it's the best. Oh, I'm jealous. I don't actually know if it's a thing, but I'm making it up. Okay, so in the last episode, we started with a quote, right? Yes. So I wanted to start this one with a word. The word pressure, aka also known as the use of persuasion to make someone do something, or the influence or effect of someone or something. A sense of stressful urgency caused by having too many demands on one's time or resources. So I want us to keep those in mind. And I think it will make sense when diving into today's topic, which is societal expectations and norms. So that's today's topic. And... I think it's becoming a thing to start our episode with definitions. So we actually agree on what we're talking about. So I think we should do the same here, right?
0: Yes, and I agree. So maybe let's try and break it down into three key words. Society, expectations, and finally, norms. Expectations. With this one, there are two main ones. So first of all, a strong belief that something will happen or will be the case. The second one is that a belief that something will or should achieve something. So it's clearly a projection for the future.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So let's move to the second one. The second keyword being society. There it gets trickier. I don't particularly want to dive into a philosophical discussion here of what can be considered a society. So let's just agree that we're talking about an aggregate of people, so a group, having common traditions meaning a culture and living together in a more or less ordered community. Do you agree, Mal?
1: Yes, I think that sums it up pretty well. I actually really like the more or less ordered community. When I was doing research as well, I saw it pop up and I was like, this is this is exactly it.
0: So, let's put two and two together here and then you end up with the very interesting topic of societal expectations. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so what would it be exactly? Because we have, on one hand, expectations for the future, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think it's within the word, but when we say expectation, it's something that will happen or needs to happen in the future. And then we have this more or less ordered community.
0: Yeah. I think here it can be as well for the future as in the present moment, though. Like Mm, if you are trying to decide as to what decision you need to make for your future, yes, but you take the decision at the present moment. Maybe it's a bit too confusing because it's like both Mm, at the same mm. time. Because let's say you decide now to enroll into a master's program and you know that there's this societal expectation at the present moment that Society expects us to do both a bachelor
1: and a master and then get a job. Mm, Okay, so it's you're using today's expectations, so present expectations, Mm -hmm. to follow a path that will lead you to fulfill your expectation in the future. Yes. If that makes sense. But then I think we need to dive in into the third word, which was norm. I agree with
0: you because I think personally that you cannot talk about societal expectations without talking about norms. Mm. So, what actually are norms? Norms or social norms are, for example, the unwritten rules of beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors that are considered as acceptable in a particular social group or culture. So in a way, norms provide us with an expected idea of how to behave and function to provide order and predictability in society. Here, I want to stress that actually norms are very useful because maybe you don't even realize it at the present moment, but a lot of our daily behavior is actually guided by these norms. For example, covering
1: your mouth when you're coughing. Mm. Yeah, of course. Actually, maybe norms can appear as just common sense.
0: And here, we also have to kind of talk about the different types of norms that exist. Okay. So online, when I looked at the different types of norms, I found four to five, depending on where I looked. So the first one was folkway. So that's basically looking at behavior and looking at it in the perspective of it being right versus rude, so the customs and manners of society. In this regard, it's considered as informal norms, as this is not explicitly written anywhere. So there are no actual punishments if you don't behave in regards to these norms. These folk way norms. You will not be punished if you don't cover your mouth when coughing or when you don't say thank you to someone.
1: Yeah, so it's it's really part of customs which depends on the society you're in and the culture. But actually um it's it's the same in law. We have customs, so there are rules, they're unwritten rules part of usually a country's culture and things like this. But of course for them they're they're written in law for such a long time that Mm-hmm. you you can have punishments and not like you didn't put your mouth when you cough so here we
0: also have to remind everyone that these norms overall regardless of which type we're talking about they're very culture specific so if we are giving examples mm-hmm. right now that you think are not really the norms in your culture then it is that way like our norms that we know are not necessarily
1: universal for other countries yeah that makes sense Actually, this makes me think of a very interesting example. So I'm going to compare two countries, uh, Mm -hmm. Spain with, let's say, Germany. So when you're in a discussion in a group with people at a bar, at a restaurant, the context, like the environment doesn't really matter. But so you're, let's say, four people and you're talking about a subject. Let's say that in Germany, you would wait for the other person talking to finish their argument or their thought or you know, to let them speak before answering. But actually in Spain, it's more, let's say, culturally appropriate or the norm Mm -hmm. to maybe interrupt the person because it means that you're engaged with them. You're listening. So if you don't interrupt them, you might be seen as rude, as being rude, as not that you don't, you don't, um, the conversation doesn't matter. um, Mm. Something like this. So already here, you can see that within the european union you have really different norms which i find very fascinating i think it's very interesting but okay so you said different types this was folkway right
0: exactly so the second one would be more which i've actually never really heard of but it's looking at things in the perspective of right versus wrong so really norms that have a moral basis Hmm. do you have an example for this? I think it's more of like when you make decisions based on certain morals in your society. So basically, if you compare it to like the angel versus the devil on on your shoulders. Mm, Okay. But right now, I don't really have an example. Okay, maybe we'll think about one later in the discussion. Then the third one is looking at things from the perspective of right versus forbidden. This is like a very strong negative norm. And if you violate it, it results in extreme disgust. Okay. Then we have the fourth one, which is law. (laughs) Hello. So looking at things from right versus illegal, for example, we know that it's illegal to speed, we know it's illegal to murder someone, uh, yeah. we know it's illegal to drink and drive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So these norms are very formal
1: because they are written down. And in- you need to follow them <laughs> to the letter.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: And violating these norms can lead to punishments.
1: Mm, to actual consequences exactly like further than just society dictating yes the more unwritten rules that exist
0: in the court of law yes you will be punished
1: yeah i mean yes you will (laughs) if you if you murder someone
0: yes okay then we also have another one that didn't pop up everywhere where i researched it's situational so norms that
1: change according to a given situation Okay, I- I'm actually surprised that it didn't pop up everywhere, because I think this one is the maybe easiest to find an example, well, actually, find an example, maybe not, but easiest to understand. Yeah. In some situation, it will be right. Maybe this one overlaps with others. For example, in one situation, it may be right to act in this way, while in another, if you do this, it will be seen as yeah you know, illegal, for example, or rude.
0: So I think this one sometimes cannot stand on its own, you know, because you also need the other types of norms. Okay. So norms are very important. They are beneficial. They guide us in our daily behavior because we know what is expected of us in regards to our behavior, social behavior. Like I already mentioned here in our culture, it's very common to cover your mouth when coughing. I mean, now it's even different because of COVID-19. So yes, I think nowadays, if you don't cover your mouth when coughing, people even look at you with a stricter eye
1: you know Mm -hmm. maybe before it was more seen as right versus wrong while now it's maybe seen as right versus forbidden (laughs) Exactly. I mean if you step in the metro tram and you start coughing now that all the masks are not uh, needed anymore some people will look at you with these very piercing eyes I think you also had that
0: experience no but you did you wore a mask you know
1: yes yeah I I had a mask and I'm a cat person, this is a funny anecdote, but I'm a a cat person, but I'm also allergic to cats. And I actually, at the moment where I put my mask on, I think there might've been maybe cat hair in my mask. Like, I don't know, but I started sneezing. And this was outside uh, before stepping into the tram. So when I entered the the tram, I was fine again, like everything was okay, but this was Mm -hmm. literally outside. And I started sneezing and this woman looked at me and she went towards me and she was like do you have covid and i had to explain to her that no no i i was fine i just had allergies and yeah that was
0: traumatizing it's a very interesting example i think and that these norms they can also change Mm -hmm. depending on certain factors for example something that a folkway norm would consider as right could later on be
1: considered as rude yeah depending on what happens in society then yeah Hmm.
0: I thought that this was very interesting when I researched it. So I really hope it is also interesting for our listeners.
1: I think so. Because you don't really think about it, right? Norms are mm-hmm. something you live with on a daily basis. Maybe yeah. you think about it when you when you move and then change countries because you're faced with these new rules that you need to follow or don't know about it yet. But otherwise, it's not something you kind of ponder upon. So I find it very, yeah, also very interesting. So-
0: Yes. So in a way, depending on how you're doing in life at the present moment, norms and these societal expectations can put Mm. some pressure on you. For instance, if you know that at the current moment you don't match the role that society expects you to be in. So maybe let's just summarize again. So the norms are the implicit or written down rules. Like there are different types of norms. They can dictate your behavior or you... I'm blanking.
1: Your behavior in your current role in society then. Like how you should act day to day. Yeah. And then your expectations are more how you should act in the future. Or how you're... How you should expect your 20s to look
0: like based on the norms in your society
1: mm. but so as I already said in previous episodes I think a lot in images mm-hmm. and so I was trying to because these two are definitely connected right you cannot have one without the other and the other without the other one <laughs> so <laughs> yes <laughs> So I was thinking norms, since it's something that you encounter or that you need to follow on a day to day basis, it's like a straight line. And then expectations are more like a plastic ball that would jump on the straight line. So it starts dot and then it jumps, it's in the air and then another dot and then it jumps and it's in the air and Mm -hmm. it's another dot. And so, for example... Each dot represents kind of where you need to be. Of course, this dot, when you you can zoom in and then see further in, Mm -hmm. but maybe one is like in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, and you see them through like this present lens. So you need to look far away and you're like, oh, okay, I have a lot of work to do now because look at all these things I need to accomplish um, before I reach my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. So that's how I looked at it.
0: I think this is very good that you give this like visualization of what we're talking about. Helps me think. So I think this kind of really leads us well to our next question. So what kind of societal expectations do we encounter in our 20s? Yeah, I think it's a very good bridge. So we already pointed out that the expectations are kind of for the future. So let's take a step back in time. What did you imagine or how did you expect your 20s to look like?
1: That's a very good question. But actually, what what kind of lens should I wear? Should I wear my, I just came out of high school or I'm, yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> when I came out of high school, I almost turned 18. And this was like the big milestone. I was like, whoa, 18, independence. But then I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait." At 18, you're not independent at all. And I realized that pretty quickly. So I was like, okay, if at 18, I'm not independent, I have to be independent by 20. 20 is like the biggest next step within, you know, life going through in birthdays and age. So I was like, at 20, I'm going to be independent. I'm going to have things figured out. I, you know, and then I I keep thinking about age range. So at 20 independent, I, I know what I want. 21, 22. Okay. By 23, I will be in a stable relationship. And then 24, 25. Okay. Maybe I'll buy a house and a flat and, You know, of course, I'll have a stable job in the meantime. And then by the end of the 20s, so more like 28, 29, I will have my first kid. And now when I think about it, it gets crazy. Like, like what? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I had these expectations because of who was around me I I didn't really know um, people within that age range so for me I looked up to my parents to my grandparents and of course they will when they were in their 20s it was a completely different society and if I look at my grandma and my parents yes by 25 they were married and yes by 28 they had their first kids (laughs) me
0: You know what? My mom, she even had kids already. She had already had three kids by the age of 24. So at least I think she had three kids. I'm not sure if I'm correct in my calculation, but...
1: Okay, but then you understand this this thing of when you're 18 or you just came out of high school, you look at your future through the lens of maybe your parent or the people that went through these steps. So the expectation of... Maybe not society per se, but what you think your life will look like reflects pretty much your parents. So did you actually have the same?
0: Well, I think it's just not just what you see in your parents or grandparents. I think it's also very much what you see online, you know, what you see in movies. Yes, also movies. Yeah, I
1: hadn't think about movies.
0: Yeah. But to answer your question is, when I was a teenager, I really expected to have my life together in my 20s. And now I just have to like really laugh about this because I don't have my life together. I really thought that by now I would have figured everything out. I would be like such a responsible adult and that I would really know what I want to do in my life, like what specific job I wanted to go for, what I really wanted in life. I mean, it's not like I'm completely lost in life. No, I don't think so. But still, I really expected
1: myself to have everything figured out. Yeah, but that's a really interesting point. It's like we saw this as a really straight line without any wiggles. Yeah. And without a chance for us to think what we actually want to do,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This,
1: this step of thinking was not in my plan.
0: No. Like I thought, okay, by this age, I'll be like such an adult, I'll know what I want to do, I'll graduate from my studies, I'll find a very big girl job, I'll (laughs) love it right away and I'll have this financial security, I'll have a stable relationship, a romantic one, maybe eventually get married, buy a house, have kids, you know? And somehow I expected all of this to fit in my 20s. Like, that's so unrealistic.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just I, said it before, but now that I think about it, it's I laugh about my expectations too, because it's just so, first of all, so unlikely to happen now. Yeah. Second, I don't want this to happen now. Like, I'm perfectly fine where I am. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very funny.
0: Yeah. Like, I really thought, okay... Eventually, by the age, I don't don't know what age, but I'll be a proper adult. Mm. But what is a proper adult anyway? Yeah, that's a good
1: question. (laughs) I think we had this conversation, right, while living together about what adulthood meant. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think we, after a long, and actually multiple long conversations, I think we ended up saying something like independence with regards to finances, because that's the one that is the most obvious. But then you're never really, like, do you actually need to be independent to be an adult? Because you will always count on your family and things like this throughout your whole life.
0: Yeah, I mean, you cannot survive on your own. No, no. Completely alone, because... We are social creatures, we need to be social, even if you're an introvert, you also need some social contact, like, you will not survive by really isolating yourself and being completely detached from society.
1: Uh, no I completely agree with you but so did you actually well maybe this is a bit further but what did you th- did you have any expectations for after your 20s this is where I struggle now
0: because I really try to envision myself in my 30s and it's just blank <laughs> really yeah, I don't know how or why but I don't really know how to expect my 30s to look like I don't really have any ideas like will I just continue living the life I've set in my 20s, like based on these expectations that by the age of 30, I would have done everything I wanted in life, I would have like traveled a lot, I would have gotten married, bought a house, had kids, and then just kind of move on and kind of live that life I've built in my 20s, you know, and then Mm. just raise my kids, still love my very stable job, and just continue living like i feel like there are no real ideas in my head in regards to how my 30s are supposed to look like because right now i laugh at what expectations i had for myself you know for now yeah
1: and we're still in our early 20s so it's actually quite interesting but this makes me think about what you said earlier about just like movies but this is exactly it right because at the end of our 20s according to the expectations we talked about life is over The movie is finished, you know, happily ever after, done, that's it. So I'm not surprised your expectations for your 30s or what you thought would would come after are non-existent because when I think about it myself, I also don't know. Right, it's so weird. But why do we then put so much pressure on 20s when, I mean, by 30, you're not old. And I'm the first one who probably, when I was 18, said this sentence, over and over again by 30 my life will be over i will be so old
0: yeah yeah. you know (laughs) but i feel like i also have this somehow ingrained within me you know that once you turn 30 life is over you're old now like there's no way going back to your 20s now like you cannot experiment with things or try things or change your life like from one day to
1: another hmm yeah so i think this this connects to the fact that the 20s are supposed to be it's very interesting because i think this connects to the fact that they're supposed to be so much fun and you're supposed to have fun and party and travel and duh, duh, duh. but at the same time find yourself a husband get married pop some kids out and please have a perfect job
0: yeah. And then if you end up talking to people that are older than you, they'll be like, oh, enjoy your 20s because, you know, they're the most fun years of your life. Enjoy it while you can. Then it kind of gives you to the perspective again that by the age of 30, your life will be over. Which is not true.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. No, I really don't. But actually, when you stop and really think about it, it's very laughable. But do you think that these expectations... Now, we, we talked about expectations from our perspective, which is young females, let's say, women. Do you think they're the same if we were men? Like, what would this conversation look like? Do you think they have the same expectations?
0: I think they are a bit similar in a way as to like what they should accomplish. But I think it's a bit delayed in a way Mm. that they can have more time to accomplish certain things, such as starting a family, maybe. But this is very much from my female perspective, you know, because I feel like there's more pressure on women to have kids earlier, because once you turn 30, your biological clock really starts ticking. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's... Yeah, that's true.
0: What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I think I actually agree. And I think from our Western perspective, men have more time. So if they're aka more lost within their first five years, you know, from 20 to 25, it's completely okay. Like, you'll figure it out. You'll be fine. You have time to find all the things we were talking about but this makes me think of my friend so she is from china and we met during our studies during one of my masters and we had very interesting conversations about relationships and so i explained to her how it works here you know in in europe Like, yeah, you date, it doesn't really matter your age or what you do, then maybe you move in together, what we see as the basic stuff. And then she was explaining it to me. And this is how it works for her in China and also for for men there. And here you see really a difference between uh, women and men. So from her perspective, so keep in mind, I'm talking about a girl that is now, let's say 2021. So she said, yes, I need to find soon, like the clock is ticking, a boyfriend who will then become my husband. And I need to do all of this before I'm 25. Because if I don't, I will be seen as this old woman. I think there is a specific word, but I don't have it in mind now. But she would then be really judged by society there. And although she came to Europe and, you know, to do her studies and things like this, so she has a particular path, let's say maybe compared to other people in china she still has to follow this to the T, and she needs to live close to her parents because she needs to take care of them if they're getting old and things like this so i was like okay that's that's a lot of pressure and she was like yes but for men they need to study find a good job buy a flat or a house and only then can they start any kind of relationships And so she was explaining to me that this is why usually when you look at relationships in China, the man is older and the woman is younger because of these expectations and norms from the society to really find yourself a husband or a wife, depending on your sex, your gender. Mm. And I don't see that difference here that much. But isn't it crazy? Like, yeah.
0: Well, that's a huge difference. yeah
1: it's like, Goddamn women <laughs> like
0: but going back to what I said that the males here in, in our Western society might have more time to do certain things mm-hmm. and that they might be less judged for taking their time. I'm really not sure as to how they actually feel about it, you know because they might still feel a bit lost you know about what they want to do in life and then who do they talk to to figure it yeah. out.
1: To her friend, question mark? I don't know. I think it really depends. But actually, this would be a good question to ask our listeners. Yes. And see what they think. Especially if you're a man. Please let us know. We're curious. Yes, please. So then the norms and the expectations, they're part of society, right? Yes. As we we said. So they don't really hurt yourself unless they're not aligned with your reality. That's when it becomes a problem. Because... Otherwise, it wouldn't be a problem. So do yours align with reality? The ones that you were expecting that you would fulfill by the age of 24?
0: Well, yes, I have finished my studies. I've graduated from a bachelor and a master. I have some stable friendships. But Mm -hmm. I also have to disagree because I am not in a relationship. And I expected myself to already be in one and to be in a really stable relationship, you know? Hmm. Where you just start dating, and then you're in a serious relationship, and then you keep dating each other, and then slowly, with time, you save money, you move in together, you know? Yeah. I'm curious to see and hear what you have to say.
1: (laughs) So, yes, my yes is because of my relationship, In the sense that I think it's, yeah, stable and there is not much to say. Like, I think that fulfills maybe an expectation that I had. But at the same time, not at all with regards to moving back home after graduation. My expectations were that after I finish my master and I graduate, baff, 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 job, flat, you know, ninja. Moving back home. (laughs) Moving back home with my parents was not part of my plan at all. And it was actually really hard for me at first because I had to tell myself that it, it was okay. It was perfectly normal and that I was not failing in any way. And maybe failing is an exaggeration, but it took me quite a few months before I really mm-hmm. felt okay living back home. And that I also had to find my place within the household again because I had moved out quite a long time ago. So for me, yeah, that's my definite nope
0: okay very interesting i mean i also had to move back in with my parents for just a tiny bit of time and mm-hmm. i really did not expect living on my own like so fast but i also expected myself to already have a job you know
1: yeah but wouldn't that also be a yes an expectation of you know in your 20s you live by yourself and you actually are able <laughs> to live by yourself yes
0: definitely so what do you think well Overall, would you be more on the team yes or on the team nope? I know it's very hard to answer this question, but if you have to pick a side.
1: Today? Yes. Like as of this recording, I would be team nope. My expectations do not align with my reality. What about you, Sonia?
0: I'm also on the team nope because I really thought that I would have figured things out by now.
1: Yeah. Whoop! We're on the same team! <laughs> high five!
0: <laughs> A virtual high five. <laughs> high five yourself! Nice. <laughs>
1: Then, I think with our NOPE in mind, we can go and try to follow some norms and maybe in the future we'll be on the YES team. I'm not sure. In the meantime, I think we will end this episode here. So to make a very short summary, we talked about societal expectations, which focus more on the future and norms, which are unwritten rules and beliefs that we follow on a daily basis. And yeah, we talked about our personal experience which i think was really interesting and i think on that note follow us on instagram at behind the 20s don't be shy and leave a review a five-star review please the music is by tokyo music walker and this song is called blooming bye see you next time bye